0: be without witches. In this mini episode, with Halloween right around the corner, I shall be teaching Nick about one of the most infamous moments in the history of witches, the Salem Witch Trials. Now Nick, let me set the scene for you. The year is 1692, in a small village called Salem, located near Bay Colony, Massachusetts. This village of 500-odd-so people is a poor village. Resources recently drained from King William's War, This village has a rivalry between two families in it, the Porters and Putmans, and perhaps most importantly, this village is filled with zealot Christians who believe in the supernatural. To give you an idea of the mind frame of these people living in this village, many of them come from Europe, and at least at the very minimum have a strong tie to Europe. Europe itself at the time of Salem witch trials is now coming to the end of their own witch hunt era, which lasted from the 1300s to the 1700s. And if you were to add up all the people in North America and Europe who tried for witchcraft in this period, you would have about 110,000 people. 40 to 60,000 of those people who were investigated were put on trial and then were executed. Needless to say, many of these people at the time were seeing witches behind every corner and being so ingrained with the church and simply not knowing any better, believed that the devil was always working to get them and the devil was always to blame. So in the early part of the year 1692 in Salem, a daughter of a reverend Paris, Elizabeth, and the niece of the same reverend parents, Abigail, began to have quote-unquote fits. These fits of random spasms, odd mumblings, throwing options, and even contortion. And soon after Elizabeth and Abigail began having these fits, another girl by the name of Anne Putman began having them. So you may wonder, Nick, what are these so-called fits that I'm talking about? What was really happening to these poor girls that would make them do these things? Well, scholars have some ideas. They have educated guesses. They believe it was one of a possible few diseases, some being Lyme diseases, epilepsy, or ergotism. For those who do not know what ergotism is, because I sure didn't at the time, ergotism is a disease caused by eating a fungus called ergot, which usually grows on cereal or rye that's gone bad and infected consumption of ergot, which can lead to vomiting, choking, hallucinogens, and the sense of something crawling on one's skin, which seems perfect for Halloween time, I would say, the hallucinogen LSG is derived from ergot, to give you an idea of the potency of ergotism, So that's my money on what was causing these girls' so-called quote-unquote fits. But of course, looking for someone to blame, the families of town were quickly to turn to witchcraft. Now, they just needed witches to blame. That began by blaming three poor souls. A slave by the name of Tabetu, a beggar by the name of Sarah Good, and an old bedridden woman by the name of Sarah Osborne. At first, all three of these women pleaded innocent. But after a period of time of being harassed and fearful for her life and position, because, well, she was a slave, Tabetu, she eventually got pressured and maybe even abused into telling the people of Salem what they wanted to hear. True or not, she testified, saying that she had been visited by the devil and made a deal with him. And the devil made her sign the devil's book. And when signing the book, she saw the names of Sarah Goodman and Sarah Osborne, incriminating them and damning the other women's fate. But along with that mistake and being forced into testifying, Beth made one more mistake, leading to the famous witch hunts and witch trials in Salem. She said she saw, along with the names of Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne, seven other names that she could not read. Quickly, this frantic town began searching for more witches, wherever they could find more of these so-called witches. Some of them found new witches, were Ann Putman Jr., her mother, her cousin, the Putman servant, Mary Walcott, and a Mary Lewis. Then, those women began pointing fingers at other witches, And the cycle continued, adding more and more witches to the names. Then, on May 27th, 1692, weeks after Tebetu's testimony, the governor of Massachusetts Bay Colony decided the trial of the so-called witches. The trial would consist of seven judges, and what was not bad enough being accused of witchcraft, these women were not allowed to have aid of counsel. They had to defend themselves. And the final nail in the coffin that would seal the deal for the fate of Sarah Goodman and Sarah Osborne, what was it? Wait, can I guess? Is it that they were lighter than a duck? No, unfortunately, my python rules don't apply to this. It's a little bit worse. Actually, they probably would have had a better chance if they were weighed to a duck. But the damning evidence against them was these unquote, quote, witches being named would be the testimony of random people in the town saying that they saw these women being bitten or pinched, which you know, Nick, is how the devil infects you. And much like modern zombie lore today's society, Being pinched or bitten by people who have signed the devil's book will turn you infected. That's just common knowledge, Nick. Yeah, I I need to go and talk to my wife. (laughs) Those who were accused, if they confessed and named other witches, they would be spared by the court. Now, Nick, you might ask yourself, why did no one speak up? Say something. Stop this madness. Well, by many historical documents saw in these events that the people felt against it. They felt that it was wrong. But they stayed silent simply because of the fear of being called a witch supporter or witch themselves. So the madness continues. And on June 2nd, a woman by the name Bridget Bishop, who had been tried trial 12 years before the Sam Witch Trials for being a witch, was tried again and convicted for witchcraft. Talk about bad luck. Could you imagine getting an accusation against you and then 12 years later, being accused of it again and then executed because of it? It's ridiculous. But... A few days after her conviction on June 10th, she was hanged for witchcraft in a spot in the village of Salem, which became known as the Gallows Hill. Soon to follow, on July 19th, five more were convicted people, five more were hanged, including Sarah Good. But Sarah Good had one liner in her defense in this kangaroo court that I loved, saying in not so many words to one of the judges trying to convict her of witchcraft that, I am no more a witch than you are a wizard. And for some reason, to me, it's like a silent middle in the middle of this courtroom to the judges. So I truly appreciate that. But unfortunately, the gallows were ready, and the people of Salem were in a moronic frenzy. They kept on convicting. Another one, jumping genders, would be George Burroughs, a man who was previously a minister in Salem, was accused of being a witchcraft leader. He was found guilty and hanged with four others on August 19th. But before George went out, He recited the Lord's Prayer perfectly, which at the time was thought impossible for a witch to do. His reciting, before being hung, made people protest his hanging, but to no avail. George found himself a short stop at the end of a rope. On the 22nd of September, oh yes Nick, we're still finding them no good dirty witches, eight more people were convicted and hung. One man, who I have high respect for, refusing to point fingers at so-called witches and refusing to confess that he was a witch, got a fate worse than hanging. He was placed between heavy stones and pressed for two days until he died. As the trials were happening, and now spreading to different villages, that's right, Nick, people were in such a frenzy, they ran out of people to accuse in Salem and ran out of witches, so they started blaming other people and other communities. This kept going on until October 29th of 1692, where the governor finally had to step in and try to stop the trials. The governor, he did not succeed in stopping them. The trials resumed in January 1693 and continued until May. In this time, from January to May, another 56 people were accused of witchcraft. But, luckily, only three of the 56 people were convicted. Eventually, the madness of the witch hunting ended in May 1693, nearly a full year from when they started. In total, 19 to 20 people were hanged, Four people had died in custody. One had died by being pressed to death by stones. Witches used to be a thing people truly believed in and that witches were among us. And if anything bad happened, it was the devil's work. Now kids dress as witches for Halloween and now the spot where witches were once hung is a tourist spot that will forever live on in infancy. And that, Nick, is the Salem Witch Trials. So, the Salem Witch Trials. So interesting to me because it was a Fear that fed on itself. People looked for someone to blame, and when they couldn't find the thing that was causing their problems, they just kept pointing fingers. And a lot of people, to save their own skin, was pointing fingers. It's amazing how it's. I mean, this is the, towards the end of the 1700s, so it's not too far from where we are now in the 21st century.
1: No, and nothing like that could ever happen in the 20th century, Mike.
0: When will we learn from our from our ancestors from history? I have no idea. Cause we, Tend to, uh, tend to forget past lessons. But at least now, witch hunting isn't quite as literal. We're always looking for someone to blame, but... Actually, I don't know. We're always looking for someone to blame. I guess it's in human nature. I guess we haven't learned anything from the same witch trials. But those poor souls of 26-ish people, all lost because people couldn't understand what diseases were, or were so caught up in a frenzy looking to someone to blame. What's your feelings on the Salem Witch Trials, Nick?
1: Well, uh, this might be bad, but the first thing that pops into my head is the, uh, quote, I've been out of the country twice, been to Mexico a handful of times, and another time to Salem, Oregon. And for a long time in my childhood, I thought the Salem Witch Trials actually took place in Salem, Oregon. Just proving that I am as
0: bad at geography as you are at pronouncing things. <laughs> hey, I did not struggle too badly with Massachusetts. Even though that word, I was quite worried of messing up multiple times. Well, it's to me when I think sandwich trials, I immediately think of like hocus pocus, like a, almost like a, a kid's Halloween show. It's amazing how humans, how we're able as a society to turn something so devastating into a tourist spot. People lost their lives by a short stop and a and a rope because fear. I for, the, for better lack of terms, that's the only way I can think of it they were scared and caused people's death i mean it's not that
1: far different from mccarthyism and the red scare the same exact thing happened people didn't want to be labeled a communist and they're pointing out other fake communists to get the blame off of them and i think what it comes down to and i can't i don't know where i read this so it won't be in the notes but i think it's true hopefully it is is that as a tribe or whatever a group of people will always pick some person or another tribe to blame most of their problems on and that creates you know issues tribal problems warring factions friction between whether hopefully it's not that person or the tribe gangs up on you or if it's another faction eventually it could lead to war and i think humans need someone to blame and from time to time it gets out of hand
0: yes that is true and i also love how we are now dressing up as witches for halloween with especially with halloween right around the corner so ironic how the church was so scared of witches and now and now we dress up with them as we dress our children up in them and they go off and get candy and such it's it's it's, it's talk about a 180 and growing up a little bit out of curiosity nick if you were convict not convicted if you were on trial for being a witch how would you mount your defense would you be lighter than a duck Would you sink as deep as a stone? Would you recite the Lord's Prayer? How would you try to get out of being convicted as a witch? Well, I think uh, once you're convicted of a witch, there's really no getting
1: out of it. Obviously, I would mount the lighter than a duck defense. So since witches fly just like ducks and ducks float, if a witch is lighter than a duck or if a woman is lighter than a duck or a man, what I guess, Mike, I'd start this way. Tell me things that float. Wood, maybe small pebbles. Wood, but yeah, small pebbles, wood, ducks. These are all things that float. Bridges. So if I was lighter than those, <laughs> so if I was lighter than those things, I couldn't possibly be a duck. And since I, in fact, do not float, I can't fly. Thereby, I couldn't be a witch. But once your people think you're a witch, there's really no getting out of it.
0: But you turned me into a new. I, no, got I got better. better. <laughs> 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 no i coming at it from my approach i think i would try to go inside of a church say look i'm on sacred ground you uh if i was a witch i wouldn't be able to do it or you know splash myself with holy water or trying to convince a less educated people at the time because again this is a village of 500 people in the early americas of highly religious highly zealot people so i would try to appeal to that i would I would mainly focus on anything lower, like, you You do know, like, I would draw chalk on the line, you are like, witches can't cross chalk or salt, and I would jump over it back and forth, or I would do anything and all stops to do that. Is it bad if I would spend
1: a lot of my time trying to convince one person I was a witch and just doing, just like whispering to them in a strange tongue only when they could hear me and then acting normal around everyone
0: else so that everyone thinks that that person is the witch? So that sort of happened with the convictions of the sandwich trials. As I said, a main problem and probably the final nail for these so-called witches were random people in the town on, tri- uh, not on trial, on um, witness saying that these people were in back alleys. They saw the mumbling weird sounds or walking strange or contortionism. even though they most likely weren't. They, people were just making things up. A wives tale so to speak so that might have gotten you in more trouble than than to help you there nick
1: no like i'd like to be in a crowded room and i'd be talking to like one of my friends and then i'd just out of the corner of my mouth whisper something really weird and then my friends would all deny it and drive that other person insane like that's what i would do so that there's as
0: much as diabolical that is and i love it especially with halloween right in the corner that's much harder to do than than you think it is yeah But it would be hilarious.
1: I guess not if you're in Salem. Look, there's a lot of things that aren't funny in Salem.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but it was interesting. Like, that was a huge takeaway for me of 100,000, 110,000 people from the 1300s to 1700s were trialed for witchcraft in North America and Europe. 40 to 60,000 of those people were put on trial or executed. That is a huge part of the population. Because. I believe we didn't even hit a billion people in the world yet at the 1700s. So, hundred pe- hundreds a million people, but 100,000 people being tried for witchcraft. It seems like in this era, nowhere was safe, which is fascinating to me because you have to think, in the early 1300s, you have the Middle Ages, but 1500s? Late 1400s, 1500s, 1600s, you have the Renaissance, and people were still being convicted of witchcraft during the Renaissance. And then towards more the 1700s, you have William Shakespeare, and people were still being convicted of witchcraft during William Shakespeare. And right before, like, the Revolution War, like, Benjamin Franklin was already born, people were being tried for witchcraft. It's amazing how fear can infect the brain and make us see the witches uh, around the corner that just aren't there
1: yeah but i think this is something that will be a part of humanity and will continue to be something we don't seem to learn from i mean some would say it's another spanish inquisition (laughs) spanish inquisition but people have been rounding random people up for various offenses picking a scapegoat for I mean, it seems like as long as you go back,
0: Nick. I must say, you are bewitching me with all these Mighty Python quotes. Oh God! <laughs> hey, 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 I get it. I love puns as bad as I am, That makes me, as a human being, I love puns. But Nick, out of curiosity, out of my monologue of me speaking about the sandwich trials, what did you find most interesting? Well,
1: if I ha- i hadn't previously known the the fungus that grows on the wheat or the cereal. I thought that would have been pretty interesting. But I'd say the the standout fact was just the sh- sheer amount of people who were killed due to this and to to how far it had to go to for the governor to try and stop it and still not be able to.
0: I mean, it's it is mob rule basically, absolutely. And and when something as crazy as a witch trial happens in your town, and you start to me, when you start running out of people, and you start going to different villages and towns to find witches, that's- that's so asinine to me, and I'm so dumbfounded by it of like, okay, you killed and hung like 12 people at this point, and it's not fixed your problem maybe you stop doing it and try to figure out the situation. So, a little point that I didn't really mention in this when researching this was the slave, Tibetu, the reason why she got the blame was unfortunately because of her heritage. She was mo- she was brought over to Salem from the, I believe it was the Putmans or the Porters, one of the, one of the main families, and she has a Caribbean background. She told the children about voodoo from her culture, and that might have damned her. That might have damned her to be blamed for the witchcraft, of simply explaining her heritage to other people. So that's unfortunate. And then the beggar Sarah Good. If I had to make an educated guess, because she was a frequent person of the church, always looking for help even in, in when she because she was a beggar she was poor she was homeless i imagine a lot of people looked at her as a burden to the village so they might have already resented her but i still have no idea how they decided to choose a old Bedouin woman by the name of sarah was born that i have no idea how they got that well the caribbean is with voodoo and all that it's
1: always been a place of uh mystery i mean that's where zombies kind of came from of the oh man what do they call it it'd be their equivalent of a witch doctor or whatever that was air quotes like, paralyzing people and turning them into zombies there's re- records of that that the english and spanish had when they're over there so that's been a especially at that time in the colonies as probably something that was pretty widely believed
0: it's still dumbfounding me that people kept pointing fingers at other people trying to get themselves out of trouble or I again with Sarah Good going I am no more a wizard I am no more a witch than you are a wizard. I I love that. And then of course the uh George uh Burroughs oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, George Burroughs trying to recite the Lord's prayer to get him out of it. It's by any means necessary. Whatever <laughs> whatever you can do. Well, I think uh pretty much
1: the end I got better after being turned into a newt and i think the rest of us probably can too i think we can all agree mike's probably a witch and he's definitely heavier than a duck but <laughs> you I still stand by that
0: i hope you all learned about the salem and i was helping to bring some information to the Salem witch trials and hopefully we learn from history's mistakes thank you all for listening to this mini episode